Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. So the way things have fallen this month, in terms of the films we're covering with guests, it's going to be a bit different. Right. And the the sort of overlying theme is going to be, how to put in a catchy title of sorts, but films that we've we've covered in one way or another, but haven't officially released, or a film you've kind of partially seen, but I have all the way through and then kind of <laughs> going through it. So it's not really a catchy title, but it's going to just a, a mishmash of things for this month. It's like the longest title ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so films that we maybe have both seen but not reviewed or films yes. that we have seen or you have seen yeah. and I've only seen you half of it. Part way through and then you've gone now. <laughs> That's a lot of films. But that means really basically what you're saying to me is part of this is going to be where I'm not going to enjoy myself. And parts think, of the films. Tell me, honestly, I think it's going to really, only really be one of them. That's one we're coming with with a guest, but the other ones I'll have to have a think about for the Patreon pick. Right. With something with that, but two of them I guarantee are good anyway. And the first one is the perks of being a wallflower. Mm. I expect a bit more excitement there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Which I like that film. We watched how... The it only... was like at the beginning, it was going to be one of the early podcast episodes, like way back in 2020. But for some reason, we never got around to doing a full episode. I didn't it. know we did anything on it. I think it w- there was going to be a snippet, obviously, I think when I was going to do that format at the beginning, but uh, that, I think it was like when we were doing those really, really short reviews. Like Kiki's. Yeah, and Ghostbusters at the very start, and then it's like, now we need to do proper full-length yeah. ones and stuff, so. No, I'm looking forward to it. The only problem is the David Bowie song, but I'll I'll get past it. I'll get past it, I'll get over it. But we've got Hermione Granger in it, so, I mean, why wouldn't I love it? Well, for those of you who don't know, it's the film synopsis is about a 15-year-old introvert called Charlie who enters a high school and is nervous about his new life. When he befriends his seniors, he learns to cope with his friend's suicide and his tumultuous past. That's a very old word. It is. <laughs> I don't actually know what it means, I'm not <laughs> going to lie. And I was like, I'm oh, sorry, yes. No. Well, it means about Googling it. But, yeah, it's like a high, high school drama of sorts. It is, but it's, I feel like it's to do with people who aren't popular and... All of that is kind of showing you that people are different and it's okay to be different. So it's a good message throughout, I think. And actually, yeah. the quirky you are and the weirder you are, the better you will be yeah. as an adult. Yeah. And what's more interesting about this as well, because obviously we were sort of just getting into talking about films critically and stuff. So you're obviously you did like it when we were yeah. watching it. So it'd be interesting to see how you approach I it. I dislike with, it. <laughs> with the. Uh, 
like more critical eyes, I suppose, as you go through it. Are you saying I'm getting better with age? Is that what you're saying, Paul? Yeah, I guess. Growing like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> He's stuck with me now, you have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we'll back very soon with the thoughts on the perks of being a wallflower. Everyone! Everybody! Everyone? Raise your glasses to Charlie. What did I do? You didn't do anything. We just want to toast our new friend. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. What is it? What's wrong? I didn't think anyone noticed me. Well, we didn't think there was anyone cool left to meet. So, come on, everyone. To Charlie. To Charlie. And we're back, having rewatched Perks of Being Wallflower. How was it on the second time watch? It didn't disappoint me. Obviously, I think the first time I quite enjoyed watching Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's funny how you forget things and still, yet again, with this film, the ending, I must have somehow suppressed it a little bit. It'd be like the character, Charlie, having the post-traumatic Yeah, and I've buried that bit because I was completely shocked again after watching this and how it ended again. And it was like, why? When Admittedly, I kind of the same way as well. I couldn't remember all the the bits about it. And this will be like third or fourth time maybe seeing it now i think this is my second isn't it yeah 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 yeah. agreed so even if you're suppressing it and still not remembering all of it then that shows and it is the main bit at the end it's like the reason why charlie is the way he Mm -hmm. is yeah yeah i watched it and was like still watch it felt like it was watching it the first time even though i knew the characters i knew charlie i knew patrick i knew sam and i remembered their quirks and characteristics Mm -hmm. just didn't remember the full plot line which I don't know if that's a compliment to the film or if it is a bit of a, oh, this is a bit hard touching, I don't want to remember that part of it. Because we do do that as humans. We always try and remember the, 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 good, the good. yeah. Or the really, really, really bad. Like if you, it's one or the other. If it's just kind of in the middle, you don't really remember it, do you? No, but I'm sure that's a sort of credit to the characters if you still remember how they are, the mannerisms and how they... Patrick is yeah. amazing. I absolutely love Patrick as a character, and I kind of saw you a little bit as an introverted Charlie. I definitely see, especially watching back on this time as well, like I see myself a lot from maybe certainly how I was in high school, grammar school. Upper school, yeah. Yeah. For us. <laughs> <laughs> how he was in terms of obviously like trying to fit in and everything. It wasn't a complete like shunned out in the corner like he is obviously like starting a new school and everything like that mm. obviously i did have did you go f- when you went into i know you had this secondary school and then upper school mm-hmm. but from there like did you have any primary friends like schools like friends that came to your upper school or was it like you started a whole new school with not knowing anybody i think there might have been a couple but i wasn't very close yeah friends with them they kind of just yeah i didn't have a big connection with mm. them but 
Yeah, because I think that's the difference with Charlie. It's like he's kind of, I think he's missed a year or something. He's had to be out on, like, or around the summer holidays. He's been on, like, in hospital. Yeah, so I feel it's almost like kept back a year, essentially. So that's kind of the sort of the the struggles he has because, like, Sam and Patrick are seniors, and so he's freshman. So he's um, he's got another year or whatever. He does seem younger than them, though. It, you can see like an age gap in yeah. between them, but I feel like for you, looking at this film when I watched it, I felt like I don't know if Alex is going to absolutely hate me or not, if, or if he's even seen this film. But Alex is Patrick, but obviously Alex isn't gay. No, he's not. Oh, well, I assume he's not. <laughs> but he is like that kind of outgoing, flamboyant, quite pushes his friends out of the comfort zone, but in a in a good, good way point. and an encouraging way to kind of like, no, you can be more outspoken than just be introverted in your corner and kind of gives you that confidence. And I feel like Alex was that person for you, especially in that group of friends that you did have and do have. Mm-hmm. It's He was the one where he was a bit of like that you wouldn't think he would hang out with you guys, I guess, a little bit. He's a little bit cooler on that level. Even though he's nerdy, he is, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but to look at him, you wouldn't think... Are you talking about how he is now as compared to when... In I fr- think so, yeah, because I didn't know him in school, yeah, so no. I can't yeah, really compare. Yeah, so it's compare. slightly different, but we had the sort of connection from the get-go in, it, in grammar school when we started, so we were in the same class and everything, so kind of just struck up with Tim, our other friend, from <laughs> from, from there, and so we've sort of been friends ever since, really. So, But yeah. I, I guess from a standpoint, of if you were to... Even from now, he's kind of like how Patrick is in kind of like... In a supportive friend, like, oh, here's to Paul or whatever. And, you know, like, when he's obviously Patrick's doing a toast yeah. to him to introduce him to the the island of misfits. <laughs> I feel like so. that's what you kind of have with your friendship. And I'm so glad that these people came are in your life mm-hmm. and came yeah, to yeah. you at, at school for that kind of era. Because school is hard. And I think this is what this film does show you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is people so horrible in school? Because when you go to a workplace, you can't be that nasty. So where does it come from? Why are teenagers and children It's just the hormones. Arsoles? Hormones and just <laughs> not able to cope with what's going on in the, the minds in, in the sense of, of like how, how they're truly feeling. It's hard mm. to... Like down, you always down. want to impress and I think this yeah. is something where it carries on within life and then you get to like your 30s and you realise why do I give a crap of what everyone else is thinking about yeah. me like as long as I like myself and the people that like, I really care about like me who cares about the rest of mm-hmm. the world really mm-hmm. in that sense mm-hmm. but when you're in school that is all you care and all you think about is mm-hmm. what is everybody else thinking of me what do they perceive of me and I think Charlie bless him he has such a bad trauma in his life that he then is such a people pleaser everything that he's done he's always doing it to please other people he never puts himself first he never thinks of oh well, what would charlie want want to do like even in school he loves writing and wants to be a writer and an yeah. author but he knows all the answers to what the teacher's saying but he doesn't have the confidence to raise his hand because he knows actually oh if i say this i'm gonna probably get picked on yeah, I was also a bit like that as well. I saw myself in in that as well. Like how, even if I sort of knew the answer, but half the time it was because I didn't want to look like an idiot in front of everybody and yeah. let people like laugh, which is probably a common occurrence in schools and stuff. But 
even if I was sort of semi-sure that was the answer, I was like him. I didn't want to put hand up and write it down on a, a pad paper like he did. But Paul Rudd, who plays the teacher in that, and Mr. Anderson. Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'd, yeah, he's kind of subdued in that. It wasn't anything silly or anything like that. And he, he seemed a like a really humble role. role for him, yeah. I don't know fun. if you've had one of those teachers, like I, I did at school. Like one of those teachers that just always was there for you and encouraged you. I can't really say there was really hmm. not in not in that's not like sort of like teacher's pet bond or anything like that. But hmm. there were some ones that were sort of characters or whatever, but they weren't like singling out. Did you not like have a, like an art teacher that really liked you? Because you're quite good at art, aren't you? And drawing. Um, I can't really hmm. say that there was. I mean, it was more like if the one that. Was it just again like more collectively for the class uh, yeah. that got on with her nice enough? But no, mine was called Mr. Vickery, he was my science teacher. Mm-hmm. He was like this lov- lovely little old professor, like he had a mustache, okay, and like squiggly hair. And he always wore a lab coat, yeah. And I don't know, he just he was like a dad kind of sweet character figure that would always like even if you were struggling he would support you and help you with whatever you were doing yeah because i didn't i was a bit of the opposite to you i probably didn't know the answer to these questions and then if they picked on me to answer it i'd be like "Mm, i don't want to say anything Mm because i'm gonna at least you'd know the answer and you wouldn't look completely stupid whereas i wouldn't even know what (laughs) what to (laughs) say (laughs) but i do think within all of this like patrick and sam yeah their characters are just brilliantly written You've got Patrick, who's just a ball full of energy. He's brilliantly played. He's obviously he's, he's gay, he's flamboyant, but at the same time, it's not all revolved around that. There is a bit, obviously, of how his relationship is with the footballer. Yeah, the jock. Yeah, which it just makes me think you deserve so much better, and you deserve to be respected so much better. Like, why are you allowing? Well, yeah, it's like what's the quote? Is um, Charlie says it, doesn't he? We accept the love we think we deserve. It's obviously. I think I've. I think we said this in the, 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 the when we first recorded this. How it's like, even at the t- the time this is set, it's kind of a bit of a taboo subject yeah. to be like, oh, coming out as homosexual. I think it depends on what family you grow up in as well. Still today, yeah. it can be hard, and because that does obviously occur when it, the truth comes out about that. His the jock's <laughs> father like beats him up. Yeah, beats his son up. Who's yeah. Jock. But even the jock says to Patrick, just go, leave me. I deserve this kind of thing. And he sees it as like it's his punishment. Mm-hmm. And even at school, he won't acknowledge him because he's in the misfit crowd. He's a nerd. Yeah. And also it, it's uncool for being a footballer and gay. And it's like just these cliche of being stereotyped into these niches of what a jock should just be cool and mm. date their cheerleader or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. That kind of conformity that high school has. I think that's it is the worst place ever is high school. I feel like even if you're popular, it's still the most toxic environment you can actually be in. I think this, I don't know if you think the same, that this is probably like one of the most authentic portrayals of a high school. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think Mean Girls gets it, but it's it's in a different kind dif- of way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's almost like exaggerated. Obviously, you've got pins down more of the the little social groups that's got mm. going on there. I mean, don't get me wrong, that I do like that film because it's kind of got all those quotes like "You go, Glen Coco," and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of stuff. And two for you, like Glen Coco. <laughs> yeah, stop making fat 
trying to make fetch a thing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It is brilliant, and yeah. I think it shows the popularity to its extreme and what it can do. Mm-hmm basically wanting to be on top and be popular. Whereas this is a different group of people who are the misfits, who aren't part of a clique. I feel like if it was Mean Girls and Lindsay Lohan's character had stayed with Damien and Janice, then this would kind of be a little bit that way. Because mm-hmm. you've, not meaning that in a bad way, but you've got your kind of gay representation. You've got Janice and Sam, who are quite like independent women who are outspoken and mm. such. So yeah, I guess. a bit of a spin-off yeah. post. Possibly would have been this. Maybe not as dark, obviously, for Lindsay Lohan's character as Charlie. Mm. I do feel like with the certain films we are covering, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit like a mental health kind of awareness within this. Yeah, this kind of sort of been maybe a bit heavy on that, unintentionally, I guess, or or like coming of age stories or that kind of thing, I guess. I think it's actually a really, really important topic, and I think it is actually being more made aware now of this, because suppressing... This situation, obviously for Charlie, is like ends up a worse scenario and the darkness of it. Mm-hmm. And I think even though it's so light-hearted throughout, really, and it's shown him embracing his student years and kind of flying the nest, so to speak, it also shows the impacts of what family members, other people can do, which he'll be scarred for life with that, Charlie, with what his aunt did. Uh, well, yeah, but again, it was, he didn't, truly know what was going on there. It's like coming back to him through the post-traumatic. He really loved his aunt. Yes. He he seemed to really, really yeah, care yeah. For, yeah. for her, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't quite realise, he sort of suppressed what was really going on. I think we all do that to a certain degree, but obviously he was only little as well, and he always was worried about that it was him that killed his, yeah. his aunt because he wanted her to go away. Yeah, without him realising. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it tackles it very well and even coming to the obviously that kind of bit at the end with sort of like is it this is the breaking point for Charlie and everything after he's always gone through it's like does it actually feel like quite sort semi-emotional mm-hmm. more this time coming down to it and there's there's certain other aspects near the end as well I always felt like I was going to start <laughs> crying because oh. this is the dialogue and the music and stuff but yes let's just speak about the music as well on, okay. on this yeah. yeah obviously you've got David Bowie, which we all know my issues, but it is, you did say, the way that it's filmed, the way it's kind of displayed in that moment through the tunnel. That is, this is, I've said this before as well, I always think of when I hear heroes, I think of that being like just that sequence doing through the tunnel, the tunnel song, mm-hmm. that sticks in my mind all the time. Obviously, it was done in Jojo Rabbit at the end. That slightly differently, but um, oh, yeah. and there, was, there was a German interpretation of it. But still, I do always think that this is like such a powerful yeah. moment. Comes back through twice, but it's, it does. It's, which, yeah, to my dismay, but it is done really, really well. Yeah. Apart me does think could we not have a different song? No. But I don't really know no. what song would, would be as what? iconic and. Well, I'll ask you. Now, if you can, th- if you can think of what, if you were to have a personal choice for you to have a tunnel song, what would, Ooh. what would that be? That's, I don't know. Do you have one? Don't say heroes. Uh, no, no. Obviously, if it was something, something different, or certain like for a modern, modern age song, but I would maybe think because obviously it being like a a nighttime setting, and off the top of my head, I think of blinding lights. 
for the weekend. Yes, now you said that. I knew you were going to go with the weekend when you said uh, nighttime yeah, drive because yeah. that's always that what I, you I are. feel like certainly that After Hours album is like a nighttime driving. I don't know. There's something about it that just always appeals to me in that way, or just that the, the music from that just feels like it's just like not necessarily driving through the city, but or anywhere mm. really that's kind of just feels like that's what you got cruising around and stuff. I don't know. But no. you. Yeah, I was just thinking of mine. I was like, no, I agree <laughs> okay. with you. Well, uh, the only other thing I can think of is Arena, Sawayama. Like, mm-hmm. I, but I'm trying to think of which one at the moment. Okay. Apart from just the first album, like, the, everything's just brilliant on there, hmm. to be fair. But maybe Dynasty would be kind Possibly. of, that. that is my favourite. Mm, powerful song. Yeah. yeah. We get some other songs as well throughout, peppered throughout the film as well. It feels but. like we, we kind of spoke about the era of this as well. Because obviously the the music they're listening to is a lot older than what actually the film is kind of setting for. So I think it's like 90s vibes. Yeah. yeah. And obviously... It's set, it's set in the 90s, yeah. We're 90 babies, aren't we? Well, you're, you're just yeah. out of it. But the listening to the older kind of music that's not maybe like your Backstreet Boys or Boys Own Bands or anything like that. Well, they wouldn't even be a concept. Well, they're not. Well, that's 2000s. Yeah, I always yeah. get confused. But they're kind <laughs> yeah, no, of... No, no, no. Yeah. Spice Girls would be 90s, wouldn't it? Late 90s, yeah. I think. Mid-90s. Whereas this is more like the 80s, 70s kind of music that they listen to that the mum and dads would have probably grown up with. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's more like an iconic thing. Because like, when you're a teen, like you were listening to R&B, anything you top charts, wasn't it? Top 40s. Yeah, yeah, just the radio. That's how I started getting into sort of music. Yeah. But also what I like is the fact that they've got these tapes that they record... On, you know, kind of the nostalgic of the nineties. Making a mixtape of yeah. stuff like oh, I heard this song on the radio today, I just recorded it and then just put it must have been a bit of a faff, but that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. Like in the sixties, seventies, that was the thing they had to do. You you'd have had to press play and record what was on the radio and just to get that one song just at the right moment. Yeah, it's without the timing. Only, like the adverts or anything or the, yeah. the host the DJ talking over it or something. Or like, waiting for the DJ to end. And then timing it, yeah. but then you've missed the first yeah. start of the song. Or something, yeah. But I feel like that's what was good about when we grew up. I feel like our generation has a bit more patience, whereas I think anyone who grows up now or in the 2000s or whatever, everything just comes instantly. You don't have to, you know, go know. through that much yeah. effort. Because if them, they'd be like, it's like, oh, I don't know what the tunnel song is, which I thought, mm, I feel like you may have done, but I don't know if it wasn't so easily... Like in the charts at that point, maybe to find heroes, but wasn't because but, it's the nineties, yeah. so it was released. I'm sure earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, on earlier, that. Yeah. But so if they've heard it on the radio, if their parents haven't brought them up with that kind of music, they wouldn't. You mm, wouldn't know who yeah, that is. Yeah. Whereas now, be like, oh, I don't know what that song is. You, I don't know, YouTube it or Spotify, <laughs> Put it, Spotify, it. Spotify <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then you know it. You can yeah, listen to add all it to the your playlist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's slightly different than today's standpoint but. but i feel like you're a little bit of charlie with that as well with the music genres that you've got because like sounders say oh you're so much more vast and eclectic than um i was you at your really age yeah, yeah 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 and i think that's you you kind of delve into things where it's like the unknown a little bit and i feel like you do that with films and music mm-hmm. so it shows sometimes when you are kind of more introverted you have more time to find these little hidden things. gems yeah not so much on books because obviously charlie's Wants to be a like writer, yeah. and he collects a lot of books, which I think are. I also didn't really look like too much into what's on his shelf, but I think they they must be kind of important 
to like things that are going on in his life you know like you do with music sometimes you might mm-hmm. remember a certain piece of me or listen to an artist at a certain age when you're feeling like the emo phase or oh, something yeah. like, like my that. chemical romance comes, comes back to my yeah. mind yeah things like that but it's i think on a on re going back to it and like, be like okay what I, what is the book that you're reading or what's the title mm. of it and like what does that mean for in terms of what you're going through i suppose at that point yeah no, i agree and obviously his teacher had a big impact on that mm-hmm. with the books that he kind of passed on to charlie and assigned him extra homework to yeah, yeah. And I do believe, like, by the end of this film, Charlie will be an author. Like, I can see that mm-hmm. already, even though the film doesn't tell me he will be. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of envision. Yeah, exactly. And he's, it's interesting, like, the fact that he's kind of, like, writing to, like, dear friend mm. and all this stuff. It's, I feel like it's more like a self, writing to himself, basically. Like, you know, like you do in writing a diary, I think, rather than a specific person, I think. Like, I was thinking that it could be a pen pal, so it could be somebody all the way over the other side of the world mm-hmm. and like it's an email kind of thing where they're kind of talking to one another and it's this person doesn't know me i'm never going to meet them there's no issues me telling them anything because what repercussion is that going to be yeah feel comfortable kind of spilling your guts out yeah like msn days <laughs> <laughs> kind of really well i won't spill my guts out but you know you could like Go home from school and then you still be talking to your friends online about things that had happened throughout your day. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you didn't get much computer time, did you? <laughs> no, it was like a shared computer with the the household and obviously the dial-up. Also days. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. And before all, you know, wireless broadband. Yeah, stuff, do you yeah. remember the noise that? Yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was <laughs> so horrible. And the fact that if like somebody was on the phone, I'm sure it cut your internet off. Yeah, or yeah, ridiculous. You couldn't, you couldn't have both. That, yeah. <laughs> Just thinking you, about these things yeah, is crazy. Kids have it so easy these days. They do, don't they? Yeah. So for Charlie getting involved with like people at the parties and stuff, obviously he's, he's, he's quite a little bit naive on how things are, and they're not necessarily doing it in a bad way or anything like the you know like really like peer pressure or anything like that because no. it's like oh have a brownie charlie and so like, oh thanks i'm really hungry but it's actually obviously yeah. laced with with weed yeah bless him he's so sweet and sincere and he's really kind when he's even like doped up he's quite spaced out i feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. quite chilled yeah, and yeah. mellowed yeah so it's i kind of find interesting about that obviously it's a bit like being drunk a little bit where you're kind of like revealing stuff that you wouldn't normally do yeah and like I, th- I think I recall. I think at that point he's like talking about openly about his his friend's suicide. That's why he had the the year off in the hospital thing to recover from yeah. that his friend's suicide. So it kind of opens up to Sam about that when she's like making him a milkshake yeah. in the kitchen, which I think is really endearing because yeah. she's like kind of she really cares about him and she's mm. a bit of a mother figure towards him, but obviously comes a bit more towards the end. But she just oh, even before then, yeah. Does kind of be a bit like what? What have you done to him? Why and why are you like? Why did you give him a brownie? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and can we just kind of recommend and condone the fact that Hermione Granger in this is obviously doing an American accent? I don't think she's doing a pretty bad job of this throughout. No, I can't really say it's kind of I guess sort of semi generic, but I think she does a really good role. It's so nice. I think this was her first role after 
acting role after Harry Potter, the Deathly Hours, where it was called. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she do, it's such a different character to Hermione as well. And I think that's what's really refreshing is seeing her in something else. Like, obviously, we saw her in Belle, the Beauty and the Beast. And that's kind of Hermione, pretty much, but it Disney-fied. Mm. Don't if... think we finished that, you know. Did we not? No, we didn't. Oh, is that because of you? I think I got like yeah at a certain point like I with... think I'd finish it because I love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, Disney. but then you'd be like, no, I just watch Beauty and the Beast. It's way better. True, true, true. Can't beat the. This is a Christmas Beauty and the Beast. Do you, do you remember that one? It's a Christmas no. special. I'll have to show you it this year. Okay, yeah, that's something we cover then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do think, she... to be fair, all of them are really good friends towards Charlie, and they do care. It gets a little bit bitter in in the end where Charlie really heavily depends on his, his friends, friends so, and he kind of screws up a little bit bless him that is sort of down to his whole mental health because there's a there's a scene in that when it comes to the, the truth or dare with yeah. that he's going out with this girl called Mary Elizabeth mm. who is a Buddhist of, yeah yeah and she's she kind of finds an attachment to him from the fact when he Charlie steps in for somebody doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah acting out thing like a live performance with the film on the screen whatever but in that truth or dare sequence he's not very happy in their relationship she's kind of he's kind of almost like taken aback by the fact that she's saying he's her boyfriend he's like oh, i don't have her saying this or whatever yeah. but it's like oh, i don't want to hurt her feelings kind of thing so it's kind of like gritting his teeth and going through it all and patrick asks was it truth for yeah. that and it's firstly and he says how's your how's your relationship going <laughs> and charlie's kind of like coming out with like uh wish one of us had cancer so that we had a reason to end it kind of thing and it kind of like almost like cuts or like fades out like hey charlie as if like he was kind of spaced out yeah so it's like did that actually happen was that actually the question and then when he does do the the dare of like kiss the prettiest girl in the room and he kisses Sam, maybe he was thinking that oh, this is still just a vision in my, dream, uh, yeah, in my head or whatever. It's this isn't actually real. And then after the fact, it's like oh shit, this was actually happening, kind of thing. So, and I think like, to be fair to Charlie, he's really wanted to end this with um, what's her name, Mary, Mary, Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, and bless him, it's just a confidence thing. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how he's got into this situation. He didn't. He, really expect it to go anywhere he just wanted to kind of go to prom and kiss her and then that'd be that I think he didn't assume they were going to be then going out and him having a phone call with her every day for an yeah, hour and a half and... I can imagine that being really annoying that'd be I, oh thanks I, Paul <laughs> no like, no like I said literally like saying like what happened other than the bus ride home like yeah. why are you calling me from the, like just stop being so clingy but then you are at that age yeah. like Girls are like they want to be constantly attached to you yeah. at that stage. And to be fair, you know it's not really working because they don't have the same interests. Charlie's getting the books off the teacher and she's like, Oh, what are we reading now? And then she's yeah. mocking it. it. Yeah. And she's not really being supportive towards him. Yeah. So to be fair, she got what she deserved in the end, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then it's almost like she has a bit of a, a switch in personality in a sense, like she's got where it almost like wearing the glasses yeah. and be like, oh, like oh, oh, it wasn't working out for us. You understand, don't you? It's like, we just went on the same level. And it's like being a pretentious like film snob almost. 
But also, I think what hurts Charlie the most is because she's been friends with them a lot longer. They cut Charlie out, and Charlie's then kind of isolated and alone. Yeah, it's like stop calling everybody. It's you just embarrassing yourself, and it's like yeah. that's. It's strange that that, especially as like Sam was. I guess well, obviously she was the one who was kissed, although she didn't really like recoil or anything no. like that initially. But despite they sort of know a little bit, like there's something a bit yeah. off with Charlie, but they kind of like you know it's like pushing him aside. A little one just isn't very fair. But I don't know about. I guess it's obviously for the fluidity of going through the story. It almost seems very quite quickly they're, they're quick to accept him back into the group. Yeah, but after he has the... to do a lot to get back in the group, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying like it's almost like uh, the next day, and then like he helps out Patrick from the, I say call them the bullies, the jocks, whatever, beating him up, and mm-hmm. then steps in, and then after that, it's like, oh, you're back in the group now. Yeah, but thing. I think but... as well, it's. It's more like down to Sam and Patrick, isn't it? I think they're like the the main two in the group. Yeah, yeah. And it's up to them. And obviously there's a lot of history with Sam and Mary Elizabeth where lots of boyfriends of Sam, mm. well, Sam's taken them off Mary yeah. Elizabeth, it seems. So there seems to be a bit of a history there. So I don't think it was just Charlie's fault, to be to be honest. I think this was just like the camel that broke the... Sh- what's the saying? Straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I guess. He does step up for Patrick in more than several ways, and I think that's when him and uh, Sam's he, relationship changes. Yeah. Because Sam's like, oh, you saved my you saved my brother, and of course you are. Welcome yeah, yeah, back. Back. yeah, no, he was very brave in that. I don't think I even I would have the courage to have done that, even though technically he didn't really know what. He was in, kind of like blacked out at that I point. I feel like you, if you got raged, and if it was somebody you loved, I feel like you'd turn into the Hulk. I feel like <laughs> that's what you'd be. You would be like the soft, caring. Mm. What's the other guy that's not the Hulk's name now? <laughs> Doctor, whoever is Bruce Banner. Yeah, you'd yeah. be him. Yeah, and that is you. And then if I think if something enraged you, and like if somebody was hurting me, I do think oh, yeah, you yeah, would instincts change. will kick in. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess it would. And um, and then maybe I would maybe sort of. I I feel like that's why I don't like confrontation a lot of the time is because I feel like heat in the moment, but then kind of once it's over the, and it's the realization like oh what have I done kind of thing and then someone's like either get really kind of upset about it a little bit but I don't think it would black out completely like oh what the hell happened because no. so you see you see that and it's like he looks down his fist oh got a bruise on it and whatever but and everyone's you don't know like if that's because shock he's and oh being punched uh, as well to be fair and not, being knocked out a little bit because it, well, it doesn't be look like it, it doesn't look like because he doesn't have like a cut on his no. mouth or anything like that but no it good on him for yeah. standing up to his friends because they mean a lot to him and he had to They've helped sort of him through a lot. Yeah, and it like shows how much, yeah. Yeah, it shows how much he cares for, for them. I mm-hmm. think they're his family. Yeah, yeah. And it shows, I think that's what your friends are a little bit as well. Like, they've helped you develop and grow as to who you mm-hmm. are today yeah. as your character and made you grow and mm-hmm. such. Yeah, because like, when it comes to Christmas time, and you were like, "Oh, it's a Christmas film." It is yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're doing oh. the Secret Santa stuff and all that kind of stuff, they're like, they're all, it looks really sweet." Like how they're all like getting all these thoughtful gifts to one another, yeah. and it's like really supportive of him being in the the smart suit and everything. And yeah, it's like when Alex was there on your wedding day, <laughs> saying you're looking quite dapper and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and I would love to do something like that with 
our friends around Christmas time. <laughs> I think that looks really sweet and magical. Mm-hmm. It did feel a really kind of bit of sentimental Christmas as well. What Christmas is actually about, not you commercialising or, oh, who's got the biggest tree? I know I love a great big Christmas tree, but it's not all about that, I is get it? what you mean, yeah. It's just spending time with the people that you care about and love the most. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that reflects that really well, so it did a good yeah. job of that. And I think that it's obviously like cinematography, like the lighting and stuff. So cosy. It really did feel like that. And even at the beginning, where obviously when you're just going through the credits and the, the tunnel and stuff, it kind of just feels just something about it. It feels wholesome. And I, even though it gives you this kind of dark-seeded story of like of trauma and mental mental mm. illness, there's still something so much lightness about it and positivity within the film of the way that it is filmed, the way that you do have your characters that are being supportive and even though it's dark, it's not. If, does that make sense? Like, I get where you're coming from, yeah. Cause it's, it's done in a way that it's not... I mean, it depends how mentally stable you are when you're watching the film, I guess, because obviously if it's you're going through something like that, it might, again, trigger. not be something. But it's done in a way that I think a lot of people can relate to because it's like, I say, like an authentic high school mm. film that kind of like shows you, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about with this film. So Stephen Chbosky, who directed this film, he was the one who he wrote the book and then he adapted the screenplay yeah. for this film to be made. So he, he's clearly done a good job. He, he's like, there's no one else who could direct, take someone, just random director mm. to do it. In my bet, no, that's not the vision I want to do. So he felt it so important to tell the story in a in a visual form not just from the book then he had to take the reins do it so i think he's he's done an excellent job of 100% i really it. thoroughly enjoyed this film with the way that it was produced how relatable it is how sincere the characters are and the way that the act within mm-hmm. within Absolutely. it Absolutely yeah the bond they've got is really really well portrayed and covers something that is a bit of a touchy subject but done in a softer in su- manner. such a way that, yeah, it doesn't really delve on it too heavily. No. And all all through this, you're really just rooting for Charlie. Yeah. He's the underdog. He's had a hard time. You just want the best for him. Mm-hmm. And I feel, in the end, he does. He's got his friends, like, even though he's gone into hospital and kind of gets to a point of where his friends have left, they've gone to college, they're all, and he's got like another 360 odd days. Yeah, in yeah, it's that poor, poor guy. It's school like... without his mates. And he realizes actually, I think he, him and Sam pretty much kind of, he loses his, his virginity to Sam. And he realizes then, actually, this is what happened. I've not lost my virginity technically. You don't really know how bad that was as a child or what mm-hmm. stage that goes to. But it's implied. Yeah, but obviously, like Sam's touching his leg, and it's like, oh god, that's triggering something. I didn't even know. Yeah, happened until now. Which is awful to say. It's your first experience, and you want it yeah, with somebody you special. really care about. Yeah, because before she said, like, oh, I want your first kiss to be sort of special, and and you know, so in the, in the mindset of that, it's like that's a bit messed up because obviously she had a boyfriend at that point, and so it's like, yeah. oh, what do I take from that? Because that was something that seemed like really she was really into it. And obviously he wanted that also, but it's like, well, this can't really go any further at I this point. I think it led him on a little bit, yeah, didn't so it? Which was not fair. 
But at the same time, I think she was coming from a good place within her heart because she'd been classed mm-hmm. as the kind of teenage kind of sleep around girl. Yeah. And I think she hadn't got a really good reputation. And, and she opened up to the fact to Charlie, like he did with her, that her first kiss wasn't with the normal sort of like a young boy. It was her dad's boss or something. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You've got some trauma of your own yeah. in that sense. And then it's, you wouldn't necessarily like look from looking at her that, that that kind of stuff would have gone on. Oh, you don't know what people go mm. through, do you? You really don't. Like everyone has a good facade and kind of pretends that life is hunky dory. You never know what actually people have mm-hmm. experienced. So I kind of understand, but technically, you don't actually know if she was his first kiss. She's just assuming because she didn't know Charlie's background at this point, mm-hmm. and Charlie Probably, suppressed yeah. it so much yeah. that he probably didn't realise until later on. But I do like the ending bit where they go and knock on the door and go, can Charlie play out? Yeah. yeah. And then the, that's when your hero song comes back in again. Yeah, and all swing. that other dialogue, that like monologue that Charlie says, and it's like, oh, really hits, mm. like with what he's saying. And it's like, oh, it's, it was really, really powerful. Yeah. What's got to say. So <laughs> good job, Stephen. <laughs> I don't think we've actually covered also Charlie's family aspect in this. Hmm. So, obviously, Charlie has a mum and dad that are still together. He's got an older sister with her boyfriend. And he's got an old, older brother, hasn't he? And an well. older brother who's, who's a jock as well. Yeah. gone to uni, I think, and kind of left home for yeah. a little bit. I think him and his brother kind of had a big connection and would he would have been there for... Him at school. school. But yeah, because I think his, his dad's obviously more about the sports and everything like that. Yeah, and his sister's going out with this... What's his name? Po- Ponytail Derek. And he and her have a bit of a heated argument and he slaps her and Charlie's, like, seething. Yeah, I think there's something there as well, obviously, with his aunt as well. I think there was probably abuse in her past as well, so I think there's something tied to that as well. That's mm. probably why he's angry. It's like, he might have seen his aunt be abused by somebody, or a boyfriend or something like that, yeah. or maybe she told him about something. And yeah. I think this is where Charlie, bless him, he just takes on the world with everybody's pain mm-hmm. and suppresses his own but cares about everyone's happiness. Like, he even, bless him, too, is Sam. Obviously, he wants to be close to her as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, we always have that in a... Like, even Mean yeah. Girls has that where... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't get this, could you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just to get close to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and spend time with them. But also, Charlie's taking it upon himself to help Sam... To actually get into a better college and university. Yeah. He wants the best for everybody. everybody. Yeah, and everybody sort of gets more or less what they want to get into the, the schools, un- colleges, universities after the fact. And that's quite like a emotional point as well. Like, like yes, after all this time, it's finally happening and you feel really happy for them, as, as you should do. You do. Like... And I think university and college is so much more different to school. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually meet your people, the people Absolutely, who yeah. are different. Normal, normally friends for life, normally yeah. after that. Yeah. Your hormones have kind of balanced out a little bit, and you kind of know sort of more who you are as a person normally. And then you can obviously then find the, the right sort of people to hang around with. And it's not as clicky it isn't and yeah even if you've got a certain group they still seem to get along mm-hmm. even if you have a popular group compared to like a a, a nerdier kind of mm-hmm. they seem to be more harmonious within with another uh, yeah still people at the end of the day and that connection is is always important yeah to before we get to rounding things off the other 
things with how so I think it was shortly after the whole point when Patrick got beaten up mm. and hanging around with Charlie again. And I think that's been a knock to Patrick's confidence a little bit because he's like, oh, my my life's after school special. And I just want to meet like a really nice guy. And then he like looks at Charlie as if like, oh, maybe it's maybe you're the one. Yeah. And then kisses him and realizes, no, that's, there's nothing there. And then he kind of just like, Almost like breaks down, cries on his shoulder, and it's like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah." Like uh, he just wants to be find love as well and be accepted for what it is, and it's like, yeah, it's not there. But it's like it doesn't ruin anything from that. It's not like Charlie's goes, "Oh, what are you doing?" They're all no. Like Charlie that. seems to be really supportive of everybody, everybody and embrace him. Like even when he finds out about Patrick and the jock, <laughs> he's like, "I won't say anything. It, yeah. It's it's fine." Yeah. Like. Well, obviously, you said, "Are you high at the moment?" It's like, "Yeah, I am." So maybe he's like, "Oh, well, maybe we'll just forget about it." But even then, he kind of, the trust starts to build, doesn't yeah. it, from there? Yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, even at the end with Patrick and stuff, you, you think he's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah you yeah. think all yeah, of them are going to actually get a new start, and even though it's they've had rough times and hard times, yeah, they're You're all coming to, out of it together. together. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So, who goes first in this situation? And let me see, so, so with Battle Royale last time, because it was your first time watching it, so it was... Me. So that technically would be my... Ha! Yes. First time. Hee <laughs> hee. I know you did listen back to... Oh my God, it's first... so boring. I hope we've done better. Oh, yeah, no, in terms of talking about it, yeah, yeah, I think we definitely have. But in terms of what the, the scores are, I don't think you listened to... I didn't get that far, Paul. <laughs> I was like, how are we so drab in this <laughs> dialogue? Like, we've we've definitely come a long way. Because we did kind of, was it like a 10, 20, 20 minute? Not 20 that. minutes, yeah. 20 minutes. Short one, yeah. But if anybody, for whatever reason... Um, <laughs> wants to suffer and waste 20 minutes in life. Minutes, yeah, see how we did approach it back in the day, in the early days. I was I, even quiet. Like, my voice sounds quiet, hmm. which is surprising. I think I was quite shy and was like, oh, I don't know what to say. Hmm. Now you can't shut me up, can you? <laughs> But if you do want to go and listen to that, I think I'm going to put that on the Patreon page as a separate, like, bonus type of thing. So <laughs> so if, you, if you are intrigued, <laughs> sign up to listen to what we have to, what we sounded like. <laughs> but, so, do you want me to tell you what your score was when you initially yeah. watched it? So, you gave it an 8.5. Okay, okay, okay. I gave it an 8. What? So I scored it higher than you. Hmm. I am surprised. I thought you'd have scored this a lot higher than that. Well, I'm going to score a lot higher now. Mm, interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Spit <laughs> <laughs> uh... it out. 9.5. 9.5. And why? Why not a 10? I was going to say that. I don't know what can push it to a 10. More heroes songs? Is that what you want in the tunnel? <laughs> I can't actually really pinpoint what it is that I it makes. What is that extra point five for this? But at the same time, it's like I really sort of connect with what the film is, is going for. And there's something that would that just keep com- me coming back. 
Well, you've watched it four times. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because you see yourself in Charlie that it's too scary to give it a 10? <laughs> it's. I guess it's more down to a little bit of like assessing things like, oh, am I giving thing, a lot of things a 10? Okay. Uh, this is really, it's really difficult to explain why it is the score I'm giving it, but it just, it just is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, when we have a child, don't just say that is because it just that is because it is we need to explain certain things but i will let you off on this one only because uh-huh. my score i'm going to give it a 10 it's i guess i was i was slightly worried as to what what you were going to say on that i guess it was my other part of it as well because i thought oh you weren't going to give it 10 because david bowie's song was in it no 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 it doesn't ruin it right I would still give it a 10. Um, I can't knock I, the in, fact that they use that song. That's yeah. that's not their fault. Okay. If they think that's a tunnel song, then they think that's a tunnel song. Okay. But for me, yeah. it's the, the characters, it's the roles, it's the way it's done. It is hard touching and it is a bit kind of a sore subject. But at the same time, the way they do that is really, really cleverly done. That actually, it's not all about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it shows a really good mental health awareness within this film. Which people don't truly see in many, many films. And this is done in a light enough hearted way that lots of people could actually mm-hmm. enjoy this film. And all you really care about is Charlie being better. Mm-hmm. And as long as you've got that foundation within life, mm-hmm. you're pretty much set. And I think overall, it, it gives you an emotion of different feelings within this film. You've got happy, you've got sad, you've got anger, you're up and down. Even I cried at this film. And yeah, okay, it's not exactly like a singing in the rain, like 10. Mm-hmm. But it's still a 10 for what it gives. Yeah. It's not like one of those, like, every weekend I would put it on, like, la, 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 and singing in the rain. Sure. Like, you I would. Yeah. That's why I can't maybe not give it a 10. And I also think, obviously, it's, I feel like it's almost like on the same, the same lines as licorice pizza for me. Mm-hmm. There's, I enjoy it, but there's something that's not quite giving it, the push, I guess it's more the, oh, let's put it on like immediately or kind of come yeah. back to it. There's something you that all, overall th- through it that's like, oh, yeah, I love, I'm, I'm looking forward to There are things where I'm, I'm looking forward to that scene or mm-hmm. sequence or whatever, but there's, there's just something about that's not quite there for me. But I am I am quite, in my head, I was like, I'm really hoping that you were going to give it a 10 because I thought it was going to be that way of like for your experience and your growth and everything from, from <laughs> so I haven't disappointed you films. but I was like thinking is she going to give it like 9 or 9.5 because of the Bowie song no but I feel like this is also a little bit for me comparing to my other 10 like Skeleton Twins I see that kind of like that with this film a little bit it's got that darkness to it but That's also a has darker, yeah. Light humour, and I think this is how I kind of see this film as well. It's yeah. on, I would put them in a par with one another, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, yeah, compared no. to like my La La Land and Singing in the Rain, different categories yes, in my absolutely. head yeah. that are worthy both of being tens. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, I guess what I've kind of got gathered from our experience with, with these films, mm-hmm. or the ones that you sort of scoring really high are kind of like those kind of dramas that are kind of like people that feel real real mm-hmm. real emotions real scenarios that you can sort of relate to but like oh i'm glad i'm not going through that i guess yeah. in a sense or 
it's not like obviously certain films of that are like fantastical, like obviously La Land was like dance sequences that are actually real. Yeah. Or say for on the extreme of like oh sci-fi stuff, it's like, well, yeah, go to the cinema for escapism of that caliber. Yeah. Whereas this is stuff that you you real really feel for what the people are going through mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that's your little niche of what you like in films, I suppose. I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but. no, I think so. And it also makes me feel better about my life. I know that sounds daft. Sometimes you look at a film and you're like, oh, why don't I have this? Why am I not mm. looking like whoever? Whereas these are so down to earth and raw. And I think that's relatable. And you can kind of think, actually, I'm quite lucky. My life isn't half as bad as what Charlie has gone through. Mm-hmm. And I'm blessed for that. But you can take something away from that, like some yeah. like life lesson of, of sorts. Yeah, yeah. You learn or a quote. From it. yeah. It's like, oh my God, I didn't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I hope I've made myself a bit more clearer yeah. at the back end from I think that. I've but helped you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding the words. See, this is what I struggle with sometimes. It's like, why why is that thing? It's like, um, I don't quite know why, but I need a little push to. That's why get, we're such a good yeah, partnership. Yeah. Get me. Right. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed finally hearing our thoughts on it. It's been a long time yeah, coming. Yeah. yeah, so I was quite excited to have gone through all this again. It was really nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. It kind of gives you a little bit of a open to other things that we can do and not always having to watch new things exactly. We, you know, I think that's what we like about the birthday specials because we always kind of go back to something that we've both seen mm-hmm. and... Then a film with neither one of us have mm. seen, and then one that I haven't seen. Mm. So it kind of links back to that, which is quite yeah. nice, actually. Yeah. So I guess off the back of that, then it's like if if people are interested in like hearing us cover films that you know we have seen a long time ago, and it's like, oh, let's go back and revisit it. In a sense, obviously, you might not know what we have seen, but obviously, if there's enough interest in something like that, just mm. do let us know. Yeah, and 100%. we'll try and feed that into the, the format. Maybe we do... Two Sophie like, hasn't seen and then one Sophie's seen and mm, one... I don't know. Well, yeah, forget well, how, and but, Sophie haven't seen. Yeah. Maybe that might be... Yeah. Something, something like to look into if people are interested. Yeah, yeah. But if you would like to check out some other other episodes, you can do so over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. We also have a social media pages. So obviously we're on Twitter... Instagram, TikTok, under the handle SP underscore film viewers. So hit all those likes and comments and support everything that Paul buys, basically. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Yeah, so we're the show as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> In amongst all that, yeah, when it's called for. And if you like to support us, you could do so by joining our Patreon family. Mm-hmm. We've got five people who are already part of that family. Who are your mum? My lovely mum. Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film. Ben from Film Vloggers. Our friend Jones at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. And Nico from The Good, The Bad and The Weird Podcast. Just a little bit of a spoiler. There's something coming up next week. Next time. Yeah, that's going to be on that as well with Nico. So, yeah, just watch this space. So what's coming up, yeah. yeah. Session. And everybody else's podcasts that are on our Patreon 
are fantastic. So please do go and support them. Go listen to them. Mm-hmm. Give them the loves as well because yeah, they, they are fantastic. And to be honest, it feels like with us doing this, we've created our own little podcast family without us realising. Absolutely. You reach out and you talk to people and it's so nice because you talk to people who are at the other side of the world and you you dedicate time to make an effort to talk about films. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's like a little family like with Charlie and everything kind of growing those islands of misfits. Yeah. And I think for you as well, Paul, this is massive. Like us doing this, like imagine you being back at high school doing that. Like even me, it just blows my mind. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, if you do want to shout out and the chance to vote on what we watch once a month, mm-hmm. all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash SP Film Viewers, give us a quid, yeah. dollar fifty, whatever the conversion rate is, <laughs> and sign up. That's all you need to do. And it's just a good little way to support the show and just have that interaction. Yeah, and helps Paul buy more DVDs, let's be honest. (laughs) If you do want to also join us on a podcast or have us on your podcast, we are more than happy to do that. So if anybody is keen to want to make that happen, just reach out to us. Paul will probably talk to you (laughs) and be back at you in like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And very, very last thing, just to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser and wherever else they do the scoring system, that'd be very much appreciated too. So that's that. It's a wrap. Really enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. I hope everybody else has enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed Mm -hmm. talking about it. Yeah, no, I've really, really have enjoyed talking about this again. Thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.